Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. You may have heard by now the IRS is planning to bloat itself by hiring an additional 80,000 agents. This news, combined with the report that the IRS is now buying bulk ammunition, has naturally raised some eyebrows. So if you're anything like me, you probably started imagining these Kevlar-clad commandos meleeing Grandpa in the face for forgetting his middle initial on his W-2 or something. But now I ask you this. Why leave it up to your imagination? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the future of the elite IRS strike force. So the footage you just saw has been making the rounds on Twitter as of late, and it appears to showcase the IRS police force conducting training exercises, if you can even call it that. However, I did some digging on that particular video, and in the process of doing so, I uncovered some pretty surprising information about these IRS training clown show videos that are popping up lately. The video we just watched of Meal Team 6 taking the American taxpayer hostage with arcade pistols? Yeah, that was filmed in 2017 at Stockton University. The video is over five years old. Why was it filmed at a university? Because the IRS has a nationwide indoctrination program for college accounting students called Project Adrian. You cannot make this up. Project Adrian is where working IRS police agents come to a college's accounting school to give them a taste of what to expect as a real working IRS police agent. You know, the typical stuff. Conducting raids with your finger on the trigger the whole time, or whatever the hell grip that is. Interrogating your fellow American. And also, slapping handcuffs on your fellow American. Because you're going to try to stick it on in the wrist, right here. And you want it on a... If you can hit something hard, just do a nice quick... Do a nice quick... All of this taught by world-class instructors whom I would definitely leave my kids unattended with for extended periods of time. If you have an accounting degree mirrored or paired with uh, criminal justice, that makes you very marketable in this line of work. Something tells me this guy really likes the part where he gets to handcuff the college kids. Do a nice quick. So anyway, I searched Project Adrian IRS on YouTube only to find dozens more examples of these weird grooming rituals taking place all over American college campuses. I've noticed that conservative media thinks that this phenomenon of weaponized IRS or like IRS police is a relatively new phenomenon when they've been doing Project Adrian across college campuses for over 15 years by my research, if not longer. So what should we make of all this? We have to remember that American colleges and universities are incubators for Marxist-leftist ideology, as laid out by our good friend Yuri Bezmenov. As a result of this agenda, we are now seeing that federal agencies who poach kids directly out of college are infested with these blue-haired banshees and they-them perverts. While it is fun right now to laugh these people off, we cannot forget the big picture here. 
Marxist leftists of this type have historically shown to be the most inhumane and overzealous type of foot soldier imaginable. Mass formation psychosis is a hell of a drug. Don't underestimate it. Doing that is the biggest mistake we can possibly make right now. If you're watching this report, you're probably doing a lot of things right already. Continue to prepare, remain vigilant, and hold faith in God's plan. I hate to spoil it, but um, it doesn't exactly end well for these people. One of the Bible's most impactful messages, especially for now, is to be not afraid. We are instructed by our very creator to cast off despair and be courageous in this fallen world. So if these tyrants make their final play, don't be afraid of their judgment. Fear only the judgment of God if you fail to stand up to them when the time comes. Folks, that is the PSYOP Cop. The PSYOP Cop, uh, our, our editor, Reese. Absolutely incredible stuff. Hilarious and informative. Share it now. Change people's minds. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We're coming to you live from the InfoWars studio here in Austin, Texas. Beautiful rainy day here in Austin. We're going to talk a little, about, a little bit about weather today. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Actually, I'm very excited for today's show. We'll be opening up your phone calls, making up for the lack of phone calls yesterday by opening it up nice and early. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of there's a lot of drama going on, and we'll be talking extensively about the feud between Alex Stein and Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports, and we will well we'll empathize with poor Dave, who has been ratioed and humiliated by somebody with just one-tenth his follower account. It can't feel good to lose that badly, but it does feel good to laugh at someone losing that badly, so we'll get into that in just a little bit. Let's talk about a very bizarre turnabout, a a bit of a flip-flop from our friends over at the Young Turks. They have suddenly decided that maybe it's not a good idea to let criminals out of jail without charging them so they can go on to victimize other people. I know it's a shocking revelation for ideological morons, but we'll get into the intricacies of that little debate a little bit later as well. Your phone calls, lots of videos to show you, some pretty big, well, some pretty big stories. We're going to talk about euthanasia as well. That's another big one today. So lots of stuff to talk about today. Let's not waste any more time. Get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. Here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Tuesday, the 23rd of August, 2022. Their first story is a big one. Biden White House facilitated the DOJ's criminal probe against Trump, scuttled privilege claims. This according to memos released by John, Sol- uh, John Solomon on Just the News. Long before, it was, long before it professed no prior knowledge of the raid on Donald Trump's estate, the Biden White House worked directly with the Justice Department and National Archives to instigate the criminal probe into alleged mishandling of documents, allowing the FBI to review evidence retrieved from Mar-a-Lago this spring and eliminating the 50, 45th president's 
claims to executive privilege, according to contemporaneous government documents reviewed by Just the News. The memo shows then-White House Deputy Counsel Jonathan Sue was engaged in conversations with the FBI, DOJ, and National Archives as early as April, shortly after 15 boxes of classified and other materials were voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency from Trump's Florida home. By May, Sue conveyed to the archives that President Joe Biden would not object to waiving his predecessor's claim to executive privilege, a decision that opened the door for the DOJ to get a grand jury and issue a subpoena compelling Trump to turn over any remaining material he possessed from his presidency. Yes, folks, it's top-down, straight-up tyranny from the executive branch against their political opponents. Could not be any clearer, and we will return to that story and expand on it a bit later. The next story is in tandem with that one, however. They say Trump sues the U.S. government over FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump has filed suit against the U.S. government over the FBI's search of his Mar-a-Lago home in an effort to prevent agency officials from inspecting certain materials seized without third-party oversight. Sources told The Guardian that the suit argued that the court should appoint a special master, usually a retired lawyer or judge, because the FBI potentially seized privileged materials in its search and the Department of Justice should not itself decide what it can use in its investigation. The suit, filed in a Florida district court, also requires the government to provide a more detailed receipt of the property and requires the government to return any item seized that was not within the scope of the search warrant. Of course, the scope of the search warrant was very wide and far-reaching, but we'll, again, talk a little bit more about this later. They want, to, they want the court to appoint a special master, which frankly sounds racist to me. Can't use the word master anymore. Don't you know this? It's not a be- master bedroom. It's the big room, <laughs> whatever they call it now. So that's what we need. We don't need a special master. We need a special big boy boss. Maybe something like that is more in line with the clownish existence that we live. We have this story yesterday, immediately following this show. Fauci announced his resignation. That's right. Dr. Anthony Fauci announced Monday that he will resign as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases after spending more than half a century in government, prompting Republican detractors to question his timing following the perceived double talk during the COVID-19 Pandemic. See, Dr. Fauci, not too long ago, announced his resignation at the end of Joe Biden's term. Then the Senate launched gain of function hearings and started questioning his activities before, during, and just after the release of COVID 19. And suddenly that agenda for his resignation got a lot shorter. Suddenly he wanted to be out. Pretty quick, actually. Actually, you know, now that you're looking into the gain-of-function research, actually, now that you're poking questions, uh, you know, poking into and asking questions about my activities and my participation and perhaps funding of and, you know, leading the creation of the disease that has destroyed the world, maybe I'll get out a little bit early. He wants to start the next chapter in his life. Frankly, the next chapter should be an epilogue, but we'll see. Then we have this story. Pentagon respects DC, uh, rejects DC request for National Guard 
migrant help. The Pentagon on Monday once again denied a request from the District of Columbia seeking National Guard assistance in dealing with thousands of migrants being bused to the city from Texas and Arizona. According to a copy of the letter reviewed by Associated Press, the Defense Department said the use of the D.C. National Guard would be inappropriate and would hurt the overall readiness of the troops, forcing some to cancel or disrupt military training. The letter said the department is also concerned about putting uniformed military members in direct contact with migrants to provide food, sanitation, and other support, saying the troops have no real experience or training for that mission. Well, what are you trained to do? Here's a, qu- here's a question. What is the National Guard trained to do? Oh, f- fight, capture, and remove from the battlefield enemy actors? Well, how very convenient for us. Look what we have busloads of. <laughs> It's like we can't use the National Guard troops to stop the invasion of the southern border. They don't even know how to hand food out. What? What are you talking about? But of course, this is all just hysterical in that in the last, you know, year or so, upwards of a million migrants have stormed their way over the border, been ferried across by criminal networks of Satanists into places like Texas and Arizona and the overwhelming problems this has caused has, of, have of course, been met with, well, sneering defiance by liberals in big cities. <laughs> Can't you just handle it? The diversity is our strength, actually. You should be thanking Mexico for all the people that they're sending. And we're like, okay, well, we've gotten 200,000 this month alone. So why don't we send you 2,000? And see how you handle it. And New York City, right, 14 million people in this city is like, oh, no, we can't handle it. 2,000 people? Our, our entire system is collapsing with 2,000 extra people. Meanwhile, small towns in Texas dealing with 2,000 people on an hourly basis practically. It's just a little bit ironic, a little bit, little bit odd. Again, this is something I, I, I got to say. Originally, I thought it was a little bit counterproductive sending migrants from the border deeper and farther into the continental United States seemed a little backwards to me. But hey, it turns out that New York and D.C. are handling it with just absolute embarrassingly bad capability. So I guess it turned out to be kind of a good thing. Pretty interesting. Now the Pentagon is like, no, sorry, we need our soldiers training Ukrainians to fire missiles at their own citizens, so we just can't spare. We can't spare the the people. We have to, you know, in order to have National Guard members actually protect the United States against foreigners who are not welcome here coming across and committing crimes, we'd have to stop their military training where they are being indoctrinated into the anti-white uh, domestic terror programs that will soon be unleashing on the on the American people. It's very important training they have to undergo in tandem with the IRS to wage war on the American people. Do you understand how intense that training has to be to get them to overcome their own natural inclination to actually be patriots and instead target the patriots for death? That's a lot of training that they can't miss out on for some, you know, run some errand about uh, protecting the country against invasion. If you're like myself and so many other people on this planet, especially as you get older, you gain weight, even if you eat a lot less. But I got to tell you, InfoWars is only about bringing you amazing products that really work. So we looked at the supplement market that we fund a lot of our operations with, and we said, what are the best-selling 
natural, healthy, anti-fat weight loss products that are out there. We went and looked at the top 10, and they all had the same ingredients in common that is in this product. But with our new product from X7 Diet Force, we got the very best concentrates of these known natural essences that just do amazing things for your body. And so I've lost almost 40 pounds. I'm still a little bit overweight in the last three months, and I've been doing it using Diet Force and also exercise. Well, now Diet Force is exclusively available right now at InfoWarsStore.com, 40% off. InfoWarsStore.com, Diet Force. You need to take this product. It really works. So many people over the years have walked up to me randomly on the street and said, super male vitality is incredible. Why does it work so well? And the answer is very simple. It takes from Chinese medicine and other ancient traditions, known herbal compounds that boost libido, stamina, and energy, and it comes from cold-pressed herbs, so they're not boiling or heating up the herbs that are known to have these natural effects. It's cold-pressed. It's been sold out for eight months or more. It's finally back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off super male vitality and it goes great with x2 which is also 25 percent off but if you get both these products together they're 40 percent off in a combo at infowarsstore.com so x2 and super male vitality 40 percent off together or 25 percent off individually at infowarsstore.com it's amazing try it today you're listening to the american journal watch it live right now at band.video All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is American Journal. So glad you're here with us. Uh, just finishing up with our daily dispatch here. Russia names Ukrainian national as prime suspect in car bombing assassination of Daria Dugina. The Russian Federal Security Service on Monday identified Ukrainian national Vat- Vatalia Vovk as the prime suspect in Saturday's car bombing assassination of Russian philosopher Alexander Dugin's daughter Daria Dug- Dugina. So they've made public a video of uh, Natalia Vovk. I don't know how I've pronounced that, but doing the best I can. Identified as the prime suspect in Saturday's car bombing that killed journalist Daria Dugina in Moscow. The footage published Monday shows Vovk and her teenage daughter entering Russia inside the building where Dugina lived and leaving the country in haste. She's been named as the prime suspect and apparently is in Ukraine now. Again, we'll we'll follow up on that as the uh, path to World War III becomes wider and more littered with corpses than ever before. Now, we have a lot to talk about today. Obviously, COVID, the Great Reset, LGBTQP, whatever uh, agenda, whole bunch of nonsense, but – we're talk. We're gonna talk a little bit of crap today. I think that's what we're gonna do. I think we're going to mock and belittle our intellectual inferiors. People like I don't know Scott Adams would be one. The Young Turks would be another. And Dave Portnoy is first on that list. Friend of the show, friend of humanity, <laughs> friend of cats. Alex Stein has ratioed Dave Portnoy ruth ruthlessly, brutally. It's embarrassing, but it's also hilarious. So let's 
give you a little breakdown as to what exactly this saga is all about as it is trending number one on Twitter right now and has for the last 10 hours or so as this feud between Alex Stein and the president of Barstool Sports has exploded across the internet. It's it's pretty entertaining. And again, it just shows <laughs> I was talking I think it was I was talking to Matt yesterday, the guy that was uh, on the show. Yesterday we went out to lunch and you know, he just said, you know, Alex Stein just wakes up in the morning ready to go viral. It's just he's got a skill. He's got a knack for it. We'll try to figure out exactly what makes Alex Stein such an irresistible target for people on the left to think they can get an easy win on and why it always backfires and humiliates them. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, of course, was the latest. And people need to learn, I think, just just leave the man alone. If you just have a little bit of good humor and you have a, a light attitude and you just treat Alex Stein like the funny, nice dude that he is, nobody will care, and you'll come out on top, actually. It'll be better for everyone. Maybe that's the genius of what Alex Stein does, is he's just, he's always, he's always got a goofy smile on, he's always just having a good time, he's always lighthearted and family-friendly, and so when you tr- treat him like he is a Nazi rapist who was hunting you down and you had to fight him off like a like a rabid dog you just look stupid you just look stupid treating Alex Stein like he is some sort of dangerous criminal when it could not be more obvious he's just having a good time poking a little fun at people much more powerful than him but the powerful people don't know how to handle this they can't deal with it so AOC could have just laughed it off could have just said yeah I am a big booty Latina what are you going to do about it like she could just had a good time with it That was her first reaction when being confronted with Alex Stein. But when she realized that he was pulling one over on her and making her look stupid, she treated it like, well, like January 6th or like any other event that she is tangentially related to. She treated it like a traumatic experience that she barely escaped alive. And she just looks stupid and ridiculous, but it gets a lot more attention. So even when I talk to my friends that don't follow politics and, you know, if I ask them about people that are on the show or that we talk about or that are big figures on the right. They don't know who they are, but they do know who Alex Stein is. They might not know his name, but I say, do you ever see the big booty Latina clip? They say, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I saw that for sure. So it breaks through. It gets out into the mainstream. It goes viral. And of course, Alex Stein just has such a positive and funny attitude that if you're not, if your brain isn't already poisoned by ideology, you're going to think it's funny and goofy silly and you're going to think it's kind of pathetic what a what a viscerally hateful reaction the left has to his antics and so what happened with Dave Portnoy last night was that Star- Barstool Sports which is just sort of a, a sports slash college humor site you know it's just they do skits and pizza reviews and it's just for for frat bros basically and they posted a video of Alex Stein, a video of him talking to the Las Vegas city council. Now, usually when Alex Stein does talks in front of city councils, there's some sort of political edge to it. And of course, the brilliance of what Alex Stein does, <laughs> that's good. Uh, the brilliance of what Alex Stein does in front of the 
city councils is that you sometimes can't tell whether he's being serious or not, right? He sort of first went viral with the rap where he was pretending to be a uh, nurse, and people were going, is this a real nurse really rapping, or is this a guy making fun of it? Nobody could tell. So when he went to Las Vegas, he did another one of these just funny you know, parodies, essentially, and it actually wasn't political at all. And this video actually got posted by Barstool Sports, but then it was removed, and that's what launched off the whole the whole interaction. So we'll dig into the feud on the other side. First, let's go to the video of Alex Stein in Las Vegas. This is the video that launched the whole uh, conflict. This is the this is the Helen of Troy, if you will. Let's go now to clip number four. Wait, excuse me. You said your name was Alex Stein. Yes. Okay. Thank you. What I'm saying is, these casinos give people free drinks, and then they become vulnerable, and then end up gambling more money than they have. Yeah. And I was a victim of that, and I lost a lot of money, and I'm facing a lot of issues right now. My wife's boyfriend recently got her pregnant, and I'm here for a church event, um, speaking <laughs> for. I'm a member of the Church of Scientology, and I don't normally drink, but I'm very vulnerable. I'm in a position now where I don't know what I'm going to do because financially, I'm going to have to take care of this baby. Potentially, because he's out on parole right now, and he has an upcoming case where he could be facing a long time in jail. So, potentially, I'm going to have to financially support this baby, and I come to Las Vegas for a work event, and I get fed alcohol, and I get entirely way too intoxicated. I go to the ATM, I use my credit card, they make it very accessible to be able to gamble with my credit card. You know this, Mary Goodman. They make it absolutely incredibly accessible, Councilman, to be able to take all I have. And now I got to go back to Clearwater, Florida, and I have nothing. So after this, after I start drinking, I'm, 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 very, I'm very distraught. And the one good thing about this city, I will say, the one good thing is, I, of all the cities I've been to, it's the first city last night at 4 a.m. I saw multiple people on Fremont Street taking the vaccine. That's the only place I've seen a 24-7 vaccine uh, operation in the United States of America. And that's here in Las Vegas. I saw lots of people on Fremont Street doing the vaccine. And I, I want to commend you the one thing. But the vulnerability of the tourists that come here, like myself, it, you're preying on people like me. And then I end up meeting a nice Filipino girl. I take her back to my hotel room, come to find out I, I cost money for her service to come to my room. Mary Goodman. I, I, I end up having a, a good time. We start kissing. We take off her clothes. She has, a, she has male genitalia. She's a transgender. Mary Goodman. Excuse me. This we're in a public venue, and I think right. I guess I was more political than I thought at first. That was, it just sort of had a political uh, overtone to it, didn't it? Because nothing's my fault. I'm a victim here. I'm a victim of my own bad decisions. That video was posted, and all hell broke loose. We'll explain on the other side. We are now living in the void, sliding towards collapse in the strange space between what we've known and what's to come. And right now, the most important thing to remember is... Don't panic. Stay calm, because now is the time that we must get our bearings and steer the ship onto a safe, sound course. There is nothing stopping we the people from making our own rules and building our own society. All we got to do is survive the crash. And right now, we still have time to prepare. The world fiat currency system is racing towards zero. It's time to convert it into hard assets now including food, water, and survival gear to keep us strong and at the ready. Go to preparetoday.com for the essentials. Storable foods, water filtration, first aid, power, and more at preparetoday.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today.
You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. Yes, there is a lot to talk about the invasion, the collapse, the Great Reset, chips in your brain, chips in your children, just all sorts of crazy nonsense. But equally as important uh, to that is the cultural landscape that determines whether people are even capable of opening their eyes and seeing what's going on around them. Some people pushing the public towards awareness, awakening, and rejection of the plan, and other people much more powerful, much more well-funded, much better connected, ensuring people that all is what it seems and don't ask questions and don't look deeper into things and just go to sleep, America. So we're talking about what, you know, when put up against the war in Ukraine or the invasion of the southern border might seem like a, a minor topic, but is really reflective of a much bigger divide and, and interesting culture war tactics going on. And I think I can provide some insight into what's really happening behind the scenes, even if it's just speculation. I have an idea that I know maybe better than some how decisions were made behind the scenes and we'll I'll I'll talk about that in just a second. So where we left off on our narrative was that Alex Stein went to Las Vegas and made a hilarious speech to the city council where he blamed all of his own bad decisions on them. It's their fault for making it so easy to spend money. It's their fault that he picked up a hooker. It's their fault that the hooker happened to be trans. It's it's got to be somebody else's fault. Otherwise, he's going to have to take some personal responsibility. And the only personal responsibility he's willing to take is for his wife's son. <laughs> just very funny stuff. Again, not overtly political, just kind of subtle and, and hilarious and authentic, right? If you didn't know who Alex Stein was, you might at least for a little while go, wait, is this guy, you know, it, it's, that's the beauty of a, of a well-done troll is you're not quite sure until about halfway through whether it's real or not. And so that video goes viral on Alex Stein's Twitter, and then it gets reposted to Barstool Sports. So Barstool Sports posts this video with the title or the the label, this is every man who spent a weekend in Vegas, right? Everybody can relate to this. You lose all your money, you, you get in trouble with the girl, and then you, you complain and, and whine about it. And so that video goes up on Barstool Sports and starts to go super viral because it's hilarious. It fits right in with the sort of comedy and stylings of Barstool Sports and the, what their audience likes. So it starts to go super viral. And then suddenly the video goes down. And it goes down without explanation. And so Alex Stein tweets out, it's so cute that Barstool Sports is owned by Stool Presidente, that's Dave Portnoy, who is accused of the most heinous things, but they're too afraid to keep my content up, Right? Massive controversy with Dave Portnoy. He's been accused of all sorts of heinous things. In fact, if you just search Dave Portnoy accused, you get headlines like this from the New York Post. Dave Portnoy accused of sexual misconduct by three more women vows to sue. 44-year-old internet celebrity is facing accusations from several women of sexual misconduct and rough sex. It turned into humiliation, but Portnoy strongly denied the claim. So that's sort of what Alex Stein is uh, referencing, saying, look, your boss is, uh, you know, not exactly the cleanest guy. You're used to controversy. You're supposed to be this sort of counterculture, rough around the edges 
you know, kind of kind of naughty college style humor and yet, you know, can't keep my video up. Pretty tame, but also, you know, it makes sense. He's like, what the hell? My video is going really well. It was helping me out. It was helping you all out. Why not keep the video up? And I'll tell you what what probably really happened behind the scenes. So first, the response to this. Dave Portnoy responds to Alex Stein saying, buddy, shut the F up. We are owned by a gambling company. We've had roughly 9,000 training sessions not to post crap like this because regulators don't like it. At stool, sales guy was too busy chewing gum and posted it without watching. Go back to whatever hole you crawled out of. Buddy, we've had, buddy, we've had 9,000 training sessions and this goes against our training. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. The HR lady says it's not cool. So... (laughs) Go screw yourself. Go crawl back in a hole. Now, the correct way to handle this would have just been to go, yeah, look, we're, we're a gambling company and you're talking about, you know, gambling addiction. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't, it's not the type of thing that, that we're into. He could have been cool. He could have been casual about it, but he had to take the bait. He had to get all, all up in arms about this. Why again? Because it goes against their training. We've had so many training sessions about this, bro. Bro, do you have any idea how many hours of monotonous slideshows I've had to sit through? So now you can't post your video like that anymore because, because of the training, bro. Because of the HR training we've been through. Did, did, did you not get the HR training? Did you not go to HR training? Do you not get it? Do you not understand that the people that control us care about money and this threatens their money? So now I'm mad at you because the people that pay me don't like the – it's just, it's just weak – Feminine, ghoulish, and ridiculous. But it goes even farther because he comes out and doesn't just say, go back into the whatever hole you crawled out of, as if this wasn't just a funny video they posted, because it was funny, because it's humorous. He says, I effing hate this guy, Alex Stein, and will now actively root for his demise. So again, the, the chain of events here is they post Alex's funny video, they take down that video, Alex says, ah, you're cowards for taking down my video. And now he is rooting for Alex Stein's demise. He wants Alex Stein living in a, in a dumpster somewhere. He wants him taken off the internet. He just, he's rooting for his demise. He wants him humiliated and destroyed for daring to, to what? Make a, make a silly video and then say, hey, why'd you take that down? Again, the reaction is out of whack compared to what the actual offense was. But I think, again, I can explain this a little bit because it happens regularly when you're in any sort of media position. First time I had the Revenge of the Sis guys on the show, I got a text message from that guy who did the Open Secrets documentary, whatever that dude's name is, uh, warning me. Because it's always a warning. It's never, it's never somebody coming and going, you can't have this person on. Take that person down. Do not have that person on your show. It's always a warning. They always want it to treat it as if they're helping you and, and they're actually defending you and, and – preventing you from doing something that might get you in danger so you get you know you try to get the revenge of the cis guys on their personal enemy contacts me and goes hey you know i just just a warning man those you know those guys are anti-semites right i just you know i just want to make sure that that you're aware so you don't you know do something you're going to regret right little little emotional blackmail little just just a little blackmail just a little extortion just a little Whoa, I'm just warning you. It's a, it's a nice nice kid you have here. It'd be a shame if something happened to him, right? I'm not I'm not threatening you. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just I'm just warning you. I'm helping you. I'm your friend and your buddy. Doesn't make any sense, right? No, it wasn't it wasn't that woman. It was a it was a guy. 
crew's trying to figure out who I'm talking about. Uh, I just can't think of his name right now. Uh, Open Secrets guy. I, I don't know. He, he made a documentary. But anyway, it didn't work. I had the ROTC guys any, uh, on anyway because the more you don't want me to do something, the more I'm going to do it. Same thing's happened with Nick Fuentes. Same thing happened to me when Elijah Schaefer was on the show. Elijah Schaefer is on the show as a guest. He sends out a text message which picks, with a picture of myself, you know, and he's saying I'm going on, on InfoWars. And he's sitting there and he goes, man, people are, you know, this person's messaging me saying, well, you know, Harrison's anti-Israel. You know, Harrison's anti-Semite, right? Oh, you just need to be careful. You need to be careful not to go on. So I have a feeling that something like that is what happened, is that they post this video of Alex Stein. It starts going viral. And somebody with a little bit of clout and with a little bit of, you know, push gets in contact with Dave Portnoy and goes, well, you know who he is, right? You don't want to be supporting him. You better take that down. You better take that down. And because Dave Portnoy is not like InfoWars, he doesn't just go, screw you, I do whatever I want. I own the company. That's a funny video. I'm going to keep it up. He capitulates. Oh, take it down. He calls this guy. You got to take down that video right now. Somebody told me. Somebody tattled on me. We, we got to take it down. We can't have it up because otherwise you know, we're the bad guys. And so they take it down. And then, you know, the reason, and this is all just speculation, but, you know, then you, you, you've got this feeling of I'm being controlled, I'm being forced to do something I wouldn't really want to do, and it makes me look like a pussy, and so now I have to double down and actually act like, you know, it's like this, this lashing out that he's doing against Alex Stein, sort of misplaced, right? So he's lashing out Alex Stein, going from, you know, uh, actually I had to take it down because... The HR lady told me to to actually I hate Alex Stein and I want him to be destroyed. We'll pick up the narrative on the other side. The cavalry for your immune system, the cavalry for your health, and the cavalry to keep InfoWars on the air with funding has now arrived. A 360 win. Almost sold out for a year. DNA Force Plus. With the PQQ and the CoQ10 and all the patented, documented super ingredients to completely turbocharge your immune system and your body is finally back in stock. And despite the fact it's going to sell out quick, I want those of you that haven't experienced it to get it. And I want long-term supporters to experience it as well. So it is 50% off out of the gates for a limited time. DNA Force Plus, finally back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a symbiotic relationship. Supporting InfoWars defeats the globalist, and this product does amazing things for your body. Take action now. We here at InfoWars are proud to announce the first ever Kava Kava Root Supplement that is now available at InfoWarsStore.com. Kava is one of the hottest new breakthroughs in the natural health world today, though it has been used for hundreds of years in the Pacific Islands for its relaxation and euphoric effects. According to ancient Samoan legend, Kava was given as a gift by the sun god Tagaloa, who they considered to be the supreme ruler and creator of the universe. The Samoan people would drink kava tea during social gatherings and sacred ceremonies to loosen up a little. Nowadays, kava is used around the world by many who enjoy its serious benefits. The new Kava Chill by Dr. Jones Naturals contains a full blend of not only kava kava, but other herbs including, but not limited to, German chamomile, organic skullcap, and valerian root. We do expect to sell this new product quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at Band.Video.
right, folks. We're going to move on to a different topic now because we'll actually be joined by Alex Stein at 9.30 to hear what he thinks about what's going on with Dave Portnoy. We'll just finish up by saying that they went back and forth on Twitter with Dave Portnoy routinely being ratioed by Alex Stein, meaning that his comments received, uh, Alex Stein's received more likes or retweets than Dave Portnoy's, where Dave Portnoy's received more comments than likes. That's how you tell whether something is generally popular on Twitter. And uh, Dave Portnoy was humiliated by somebody with one-tenth of his follower size and yet acted like he won, and it's just embarrassing. But just to finish, just to finish it up, he says, let me clarify why I hate Alex Stein. I hate losers who make everything political on both sides. Stool sales guy posted his video without watching it all. It started going viral, so Gaz went back and looked again. While he, when he watched the full vid, he saw the gambling stuff. He says, literally the only thing we don't do is make problem gambling jokes, so he took it down. Not a hard trade for $500 million. See, because Dave Portnoy uh, runs a gambling site, I guess, and makes lots of money off of people losing their uh, lives and, and livelihoods. Uh, from having gambling problems so he can't make jokes about it and of course yeah dave portnoy uh, interviewed trump and got a lot of accolades from conservative right-wing free thinkers during covid because he questioned a lot of the covid lockdown measures but uh, it doesn't mean you have to it doesn't mean the guy's actually worth anything doesn't mean, you know to have the just a modicum of common sense and be able to point out obviously ridiculous measures being taken and go hey this is stupid it doesn't exactly make you a, a genius uh brave or willing to stand up against actual power structures with you know literal consequences to your business or your your livelihoods he's very brave when there's no consequences when there's consequences he both takes down videos that aren't political like that's the funniest thing he's like i don't like guys that make it political on both sides it's like alex stein didn't make anything political he didn't say anything political again alex stein the power of alex stein is not necessarily in Alex Stein, it's in the reaction of people who freak out, flip out, and start acting like they're waging some political war against a Nazi when they're just flipping out about a silly joke and a troll. So, hilarious. Uh, yeah, so he goes from from like, no, I, I don't actually care, to like, yeah, I effing hate his guts. I hate his guts for daring to be a silly clown. It's just, it's so stupid. And it's embarrassing for Dave Portnoy. And he's getting humiliated and, and ratioed on uh, Twitter, and that's the end of that. We'll revisit it when Alex Stein rejoins us to talk more trash to this 44-year-old. Well, I just search his name. I don't have to make any accusations. Just search his name. They're all in the mainstream media. <laughs> he seems like the type of you know petulant weirdo that would sue somebody for just repeating accusations that were made legally against him. So I'll say, hey. Maybe he's a great guy, or maybe all the headlines about him are true. I don't know. We'll leave that up for you to decide. But folks, we are going to move on. We're going to start talking trash about more of our enemies, this time the Young Turks, and we're going to laugh at their absolute stupidity and failure to uphold even their most foundational beliefs in the face of stark reality. Before I do that, I do want to point out something that's been sitting on my desk, like an elephant in the room. The Great Reset and the War for the World that is the book by Alex Jones. These books arrived yesterday. Boxes and boxes are now sitting in our office waiting to be signed by Alex Jones to be sent out. I believe you can get a signed copy on InfoWarsStore.com. But if you go to 
Amazon and order this book, you drive it up the charts and expose it to more people, maximizing the effect of this great book. Should we give you a little tease, a little tease of what's in here? I don't know. I don't know if we want to do that quite yet. Maybe we'll look in and read it. But it is a uh, beautiful hardcover book with this uh, nice leaving highest possible production. And again, I don't want to give away anything here. You got to buy the book to read what's in it. But it is absolutely chock full of information dating all the way back to the beginnings of this globalist drive and leading up to the Great Reset. I I just opened up randomly to chapter three. Chapter three is titled, Who's Responsible for This Garbage? <laughs> and he starts getting into it uh, with Patrick Wood, talking about the issue of globalization since the 1970s, taking it all the way back to the Trilateral Commission, David Rockefeller, Zbigniew Brzezinski, laying the groundwork to understand what the, grief set, what the Great Reset is and how to combat it. It's the key to freeing the world. It is the latest book, the only book by Alex Jones now available, The Great Reset and the War for the World, Amazon.com, keeps us on air, keeps us afloat, spreads the word, and hopefully destroys The Great Reset in the process. Now let's talk about the Young Turks. But before we do that, I want to go to a video that I think illustrates how places and organizations like the Young Turks can even exist. Now we know that places like CNN are in full-fledged collapse right now. Their entire lineup is basically different than it was two years ago because one by one their you know, top-shelf vanguard lineup of hosts has – have, again, one by one succumbed to accusations of sexual misconduct or simply low ratings or something in between. And CNN is not alone in this. All of the leftist outlets have seen cratering ratings over the past few years as their continuous, ubiquitous, and hilariously ineffectual lies are exposed. People stop watching them. Now, the Young Turks is in a similar boat. Now, while InfoWars is under continuous attack by big tech and by just people trying to get our money or people trying to hack us or smear us or writing articles about us, just continual bad press at InfoWars when really all we do is stand up here and speak our mind, no, no teleprompter, no agenda other than human freedom of every race, color, and creed. That's bad, apparently. So we get attacked continuously. We get undercut, undermined, and sabotaged continuously. And yet we're still here, and yet we're thriving, and yet we're growing bigger than ever before because our audience actually likes what we put out, and the truth that we tell actually is apparent to people. And once they see once they see it once, they want to come back and get a little bit more. On the other hand, you have the polar opposite of us. We have the, the Young Turks, the progressive outlet that is only still around because it is both pumped full of tens of millions of dollars of investor money that then goes away and disappears. And then they get another round of free money just injected into them to keep them afloat because their audience either can't afford or doesn't want to pay or just – you know, are who you think they might be and <laughs> aren't able to do anything right ever. They would have gone down a long, long time ago if it wasn't for billionaires slipping money into their back pocket for a wink and a nod agreement to say certain things and not say others. And of course, almost ubiquitous, unending, unquestioning support from big tech. You, YouTube shoves the Young Turk videos down your throat 
manufacturers of TVs and smartphones inject the Young Turks channel onto feeds, forcing him again down your throat. So it's just just polar opposites, right? On one hand, you got InfoWars actually standing up against the establishment, continually being attacked, and yet we're thriving. And on the other hand, you have the Young Turks, the boot-licking sycophants of the establishment who couldn't keep afloat you know, with a cruise ship and have to continually be injected money by billionaires to uh, simply be shoved down your throat by big tech. It couldn't be more different. So how are they even still around? How do people fall for this? I think I have, if not an answer, at least something that hints towards an answer. It's clip number 10. It's a follow-up to a video that we played a little while ago. It's Gen Z fails to answer the easiest questions. Here it is, the Young Turks audience. Let's watch. Stars are on the United States flag. 103? 103? Yeah. Um, 32. What ocean is on the east side of the United States? What ocean? Can I Google it? <laughs> you guys know this. I know this. I don't know this. What country is the Queen of England from? I'm not a politic guy. I'm not a politic guy. Just take a guess. Like, what country is the Queen of England from? Europe. Yeah, I'm not into. I'm not into politics. I've never heard of England. What's the capital of the United States? Um, the um, there's a capital. What? Lexi. Take a guess. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, probably California. Yeah. Yeah, probably. It is. No, the United States. Do we know? I knew he was gonna embarrass us. I know, do you wait? I don't even want to think because I don't want to sound dead. I bet all these people have very strong progressive liberal beliefs. Correct. I mean, they don't know how many stars are on the flag. They don't know what, they don't know that England is a country or that it has a queen. They don't know. They don't know. They don't care. They they couldn't answer. But if you were to ask them about Black Lives Matter, I bet they feel very strongly about it. I bet if you ask them about things that the Young Turks cover, they have very strong opinions about those things because their opinions aren't informed by logic, reason, or common sense. They're formed by endless indoctrination. And we'll explain what that leads to on the other side. Sold out for more than a year and a half because of supply chain breakdowns. Our best-selling product, Super Blue, is finally back in stock. The original available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it only came in three weeks ago, and already half of our stock has sold out. So thank you all for the support. But Super Blue has a lot of fans. And you can get it for 40% off by itself. But when you get it in the trifecta with our activated charcoal toothpaste infused with essential oils, so great for your mouth and gums, you can get it for 50% off with Super Coral whitening toothpaste as well so get the trifecta for 50 percent off together or 40 percent off individually at infowarstore.com you'll have great health with your gums and your mouth and your teeth and you know you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist super blue being sold out for more than a year and a half finally back available at infowarstore.com You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. The second hour has begun. Still have a lot to talk about. But we are going to 
dunk on the Young Turks right now. So here's what's happened. The Young Turks set themselves up as the outlet for progressives, the aggressive progressives. Now their message doesn't actually resonate with anyone. Basically, they have to be continually propped up by injections of cash. When Cenk Uger ran for office, he got less than 5% of the vote and came in like fourth place or something. Just an absolute embarrassment. They don't know what they're doing. They're just continually hamstrung and hoisted by their own petards. They're petarded, you might say. But it's things like pushing the, you know, Me Too, uh, every woman is to be believed type of accusations and then getting kicked out of the group that they created and then like uh, endorsing Bernie Sanders and then – or in, Bernie Sanders endorsing Chank and then getting a bunch of pushback from people who didn't like Chank Uger because of feminist reasons, right? It's like all the all of the things they push always just return around and, and destroy their ability to do anything. All right, so they get Bernie Sanders' uh, endorsement, and then Bernie Sanders retracts his endorsement and basically says, I want nothing to do with these people because of the same ideology that the Young Turks push in the first place. So it's happened to them many times. And recently, it's happening again. Uh, Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks is their other lead anchor along with Cenk Uger. And they, for the entirety of the existence of Black Lives Matter, for as long as I can remember, certainly from 2020 onward, they have been outright proponents of and some of the loudest voices for criminal justice reform is what they call it. Of course, they're reforming it right out of existence, but that's fine. They are in favor of progressive DAs that George Soros funds that refuse to actually prosecute criminals. They're in favor of bail reduction or elimination because they claim it's racist somehow to demand that people accused of a crime stay in prison unless you can have some sort of leverage to convince them not to commit crimes while they're out. Right? Bail makes perfect sense. Bonds make a lot of sense. A lot of this stuff makes a lot of sense until the leftists come along and decide it's racist and horrible and has to be destroyed. And so then they're letting criminals out on the street over and over and over and over again. And it seems like maybe they've had a a bit of a wake up and said, you know, maybe it doesn't make any sense. Maybe it is a little bit wrong that somebody with 41 previous convictions or arrests be released onto the street. And be allowed to go attack a subway worker and send her to the hospital with a broken collarbone. So you can see the video of the attack here. Anna Kasparian tweets this out saying this is a man who was arrested 41 times. After this incident, he was released and went on to send a subway worker to the hospital with a broken collarbone. But according to this crime reporter, the man committing the assaults and breaking bones is the real victim. Gee, Anna Kasparian sounds an awful lot like a reactionary right there, doesn't she? Doesn't she sound like a Nazi? Doesn't she sound like a vicious right-winger wanting people to go to prison for committing crimes? And this is in response to an article that was written that says, Progressive outrage that homeless man got off too easy with $5,000 bail. Saying earlier this month, a subway cleaner was assaulted by a homeless man with long records of arrest. The Young Turks' Anna Kasparian is really outraged about it. She's mad at the cops for being cowards that don't want to do their job. 
And then on the other hand, you have people who live in la-la land, utopia. They think, no, 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 we need to abolish all prisons, abolish all police, and let these maniacs go around assaulting and killing innocent people, including workers. Unacceptable, she yelled. I ain't about that. Except she is about that. Except they've always been about that. Except this is the inevitable and easily understood consequence of the policies that they champion continuously. We'll show you videos on the other side. I mean, it's not, it's not subtle. It's not hard to find. On the Young Turks website, there is an entire section for criminal justice reform where they do nothing but talk mad crap about cops and advocate for bail. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, folks. So, yes, it's a tale as old as time. Leftists being outraged by the consequence of their own policies. I mean, it's like a, it's like we practically talk about it every day on the show. Now we talked about this study last week, showing that the Me Too movement, which ostensibly was put in place, was followed, was celebrated and championed because people wanted to make it easier and better for women in the workplace. And they've done studies now and found out that because of the Me Too movement, women find it much more difficult to achieve things in the corporate world now. So just completely backfiring, having the opposite effect. Black Lives Matter would be another major example of this. Black Lives Matter, an organization that has done nothing but steal millions of dollars from its followers and get tens of thousands of black people murdered, or at least thousands. Yeah, we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ratchet it back we'll just say thousands okay so black lives matter is responsible for thousands of black lives ending pretty interesting so it's it's sort of inevitable this is what happens when your policies are you know created by mindless hysterical college students with no experience knowledge or seemingly ability to just project into the future Based on patterns in the past, it's sort of inevitable. Like, it's sort of obvious this is going to happen. It always is. We always call it. It's never a surprise to us. It's shocking to them. They're very confused how all this could happen. I don't know why. I don't know what you were expecting, morons. It's not even that their goals are totally outrageous, right? You say, I don't like black people being killed by cops. Innocent black, innocent unarmed Non-criminal black people just being murdered by police. Yeah, everybody's against that. Everybody wants to stop that. Now, what you're doing is the opposite of that. So stop being stupid. This is another one of these examples where the Young Turks has made itself known, has made a name for itself, has cornered the market on being anti-cop. If you go to their channel, tyt.com, there's a criminal justice reform section on it where they have dozens and dozens of video where every single one is taking... Any sort of interaction between police and criminals, spinning it in the most biased and bigoted way possible to make the cops the bad guys and to claim that every decision they make is evil, every attempt they make to retain peace is somehow indicative of racism and they must be destroyed. Young Turks is perhaps responsible more than any other outlet for the attitude of defund the police and hatred of cops. I mean, they were the champions of this stuff. So, I mean, it's just, I just got to wonder if they feel any sort of cognitive dissonance when they say things 
like that we need more police and that we need more prisons and that it's bad that a man who's been arrested 41 times is let out on a $5,000 bail. I mean, it's what they champion. It's just wild. It's just incredible. And I mean, it's, it's utterly predictable. And of course, the other utter, utterly predictable thing is that now these champions of progressivism are in locked combat with other champions of progressivism over who's more progressive. So the Young Turks have a, have a brief flash of logic where they go, wow, someone's been arrested 41 times and is let out and goes and just assaults some poor subway worker. This isn't right. And of course, the progressives that they have fostered, that they have been a thought leader of, come back to them and say, you're not progressive enough. How dare you suggest that a criminal should be in prison? We're supposed to let them out. And of course, it's not that hard to find. You go to tyt.com and go to that criminal justice reform section where all they do is talk crap about cops and advocate for things like bail reform. You have videos like this from this year, March 16th. San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Budin joins TYT to defend why eliminating cash bail for some criminals is the best thing for the criminals and the general public as a whole. Or another one. San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Budin joins TYT to discuss his criminal justice reforms and impending recall election that could unseat Budin as district attorney. Okay, I got to jump in here. What's up? The fact that Chesa Budin is on the TYT is really everything you need to know. The George Soros-backed DA, right, yeah. uh, is on the George Soros-funded propaganda YouTube network, Young Turks. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's perfect. It's exactly what you, you should expect to happen, right? All, I mean, all these, you know. It's just the best. And of course, and, and, you know, people that I've argued with in my life that are like big Young Turks fans, watch Young Turks all the time, they're the type of people, my friend Michael is one of them. He, he, he says his, his entire political, you know, ideology is from Hassan Abe, who was, is Cenk's nephew. It's the only reason he's famous, because he was the nephew of Cenk Uger, and you know, it was my friend Michael that was like, well, you're going to blame everything on George Soros. And then I was like, well, but your whole thing, like his, his, his whole thing is to get money out of politics. And yet he loves George Soros. And I just had to ask him, I was like, okay, you hate that people can spend money to affect p- politics. Why don't you hate George Soros? He's the number one example of this. He is the, he's openly spent tens of billions of dollars to dramatically alter the political landscape of the United States in opposition to the way the American people feel. Ostensibly, theoretically, if you had any honesty in your mind, you would hate George Soros because you hate money in politics. But they love George Soros and they defend George Soros. And this isn't contradictory to them somehow because it's in line of what they want. And then they get what they want and it gets worse. And so they claim that's never what they wanted. So again, folks, it's just... The Young Turks are just a prime example of everything that InfoWars is fighting against. They're completely astroturfed. They're not grassroots in the slightest. They represent nothing other than the laundered talking points of their corporate masters. Everything they promote backfires. Everything that they champion hurts the people that they're claiming to help. Because their ideology at a foundational level from the inside out is flawed completely. 
It is an evil, counterproductive, narcissistic, jealous, envious, vicious, mindless ideology that never works out, never is correct in its in its you know theoretical interpretation or in its practical application. It never works. And yet they continue to promote it and they continue to claim that any difference in opinion from them can't be because we actually know what we're talking about and we're right and the evidence proves that. It must be because we're racist or something. It must be because they're the champions of the oppressed and we must just love the oppressors when in reality they are funded by the oppressors to keep the oppressed in a state of self-delusion and traumatic mind control. And it's hilarious to see them now at odds with the other progressives who think that it's an outrageous claim to make that somebody who's been arrested 41 times should maybe not be given cash bail and allowed out to commit more violent acts. And it's just amazing because then you get Anna Kasparian saying something that literally sounds like a right winger says it. This man was arrested 41 times after the incident. He was released and sent uh, and went on to send a subway worker to the hospital with a broken collarbone. But according to this crime reporter, the man committing the assaults slash breaking bones is the real victim. I legitimately thought this was Jack Posobiec or somebody when I first read it. I didn't see it was from Anna Kasparian, and I liked and saved the video being like, yeah, yeah, these stupid progressives. They just want cash bail. They think the criminals are the victims. And it's like, wait, this is Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks, and I agree with her? Pretty shocking, but hey, even a broken clock is uh, right twice a day. Folks, we'll be back on the other side to maybe get into the news. Maybe we'll talk more crap. Maybe I'll talk crap about Scott Adams. Maybe I'll just make a ton of enemies this episode. Or maybe we'll listen uh, and hear from you. Give us a call if you want. The number to dial, 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Are you a staff member of the Young Turks? Give us a call. Do you have a job at Barstool Sports? You're going straight to the front of the line. Are you Dave Portnoy? I guess you can call in. You might have to hold for a while, but we'll see if we get to you eventually. 1-877-789-2539. Call the American Journal right now. Taking calls in the next episode. People say Alex Jones crazy. He's a conspiracy theory guy. He's a nutcase. he got these rants and all that. Uh, What they miss is that this guy's ahead of the curve on so many different topics of signal, not noise. If you look at the signal and you compare that to PBS and NPR and BBC, and we'll do what Alex Jones put out there versus what your collective body has put out there. And if you're a sentient human being and just watching it, you say, well, God, Alex Jones was ahead of this. Not only that, he kind of explained it. You are one of the great thinkers of this. That is very rare. You've got to go back almost to the revolutionary generation and see that. In this new book, i got to tell you, when Tony Lyons first approached me, I read this thing. I go, this is it. This is no beach read. You're not going to be flipping pages here. You're going to be having a pen out, and you're going to be underlying stuff. The Great Reset by Alex Jones. Order your copy now at Amazon or InfoWarsStore.com. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself, 
or with Super Male Vitality in the true Alpha Male Pack. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the American Journal on InfoWars.com and Band.video. Please do share those links. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. We're going to go out to your phone calls this segment. I see Andrew in New Jersey and Justin on the road in Frisco. I have some pretty interesting topics to discuss, and we'll uh, go to you shortly. I do want to go to a quick video here that does a great job of explaining a phenomenon that we discuss on this program quite a bit, which is the way that Democrats argue, it's always life or death. If you don't agree with them, it's not because you have a reasonable disagreement or because you logically can see how their policies will not only fail to address but actually aggravate the problems that they claim to be trying to solve. And so we talk about that all the time. We talk about the way that uh, you know leftists use fear and so ironic. So it's like uh, Infowars is just fear mongering. It's nothing but doom and gloom. It's like you watch the show. We're just like laughing at nonsense the whole time. It's, it couldn't be farther from the truth. We tell you about things that are real, things that are actually being done to the American people and people around the world to destroy your mind and ability to fight back. And we try to you know, give you the weapons you need to fight back against that. That's different than saying, if you disagree with us, you want people to die, and everyone's going to die if this doesn't pass. And that's generally the argument from the left. So let's watch this quick collection of clips, a little compilation by Firebrand Pack. That's who put this clip together. And they just do a great job of showing just how ridiculous and widespread this fear-mongering tactic of the left really is. Let's watch. People are dying. People will die. Women are going to die, Gail. Women will die. The Democrats' permanent strategy, moral If you are blackmail. also not going to allow trans kids to play sports, children will die. We've seen that trans kids suffer from extremely high suicide rates. But to hear a 10-year-old say that they would rather die than experience male puberty. The most comprehensive study to date on climate change predicts more and more people are going to die from air pollution if changes are not made. People are suffering and dying. People are dying. These policies kill. People will die. People die. How many more people have to die to get some gun control? Your mistake is killing the children in your state. This decision and this policy will kill people. We are also going to see a lot of South Dakota women die because of this. It's not an extreme statement to say that women will die. I thought I was going to die. People are dying because of misinformation. How many more Americans have to die? People are dying and will die who don't have to die. Fear. For when nothing else works. This is a death cult. Let's get on with the dying. Paid for by Firebrand Pack. Really, really well done. Really good stuff. Very appropriate, very true. 
from gun control to the war in Ukraine to transgender children to the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter. If you don't agree with the left, you want people to die, then the left gets whatever they want, and the deaths expand and go up and explode. I mean, COVID-19 would be the best example. If you don't want people to lock down, you want people to die. If you don't want people to wear masks, you want people to die. If you don't take the vaccine, you're trying to kill people. Except that the vaccine, the lockdown, the masks all kill more people than they save. So a little ironic, isn't it? And of course, later today, we'll be talking about the latest push from the left to legalize and expand the use of euthanasia. So actually killing people. If you don't support euthanasia, you want people to die. That doesn't quite that doesn't quite sound right, does it? We'll talk about that later. First, your phone calls. We have Andrew in New Jersey wants to talk about the Young Turks. Thanks for calling in, Andrew. You're on the air. Yeah, just ironically, Young Turks, if they were honest, which I know they're not, but if they were, they would at least give Trump credit and Jared Kushner because they did reform prison with the Second Chance Act, which gave, uh, you know, low-level drug and marijuana offenses that, like, did away with those sentencing. And uh, it was negatively affecting African-Americans, inner city, and Latinos, and others. So. By changing that law, reforming it, it helped them and, uh, you know, helped them positively. So if they were honest like you, they would give credit the few times or the only time they agree with Trump. So that's how they're different, like where you'll give credit and agree with AOC rarely, but, you know, you're up front and honest, not an ideologue. Right. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a political game to me. It's just you support some uh, uh, policies and you support others. And sometimes the Republicans are on the wrong side of that. So we'll, we'll just tell it like it is. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great point, though, Andrew. And another point, which, um, <laughs> what I don't like, my honesty, is with um, George Carlin, because, first of all, he says the American dream, you have to be asleep to believe it. But literally everyone in the audience and him are living, you know, the American dream, what we call the American dream. And uh, he's uh, reminds me of like a professor, like a sociologist, that they're not telling you the end game, you know, like what their goal, like Black Lives Matter. the, The leaders are Marxists and they want Marxism and they use a lot of people, even good people that are just there to protest against police brutality and for equality. But Carlin, it's like, okay, well, what is your end game? This, first of all, is the best country. People come here from everywhere in the world. Yeah, no, I I, I get exactly what you're saying. And George Carlin just has this sort of snide, condescending way of looking at it. Uh, And it's, it's sort of typical. And, you know, George Carlin's all right. You know, he's okay, but I I get exactly what you're saying. Thank you so much for the call, Andrew. I do want to get to some more calls because I see some very interesting topics on the line. So uh, thank you for that. Let's go now to Justin, who's on the road in Frisco, who says, I talk about the Jews too generally. So what does that mean, Justin? Yeah. Hey, Harrison. Howdy. Uh, Big fan. We met at the bowling alley in uh, Dallas. Oh, fantastic. Uh, So anyways, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear you say this and kind of really generalizing it and also uh, some of the guests and it just sounds, it just comes across as yeah, Jews are bad people. You know, Mm. Israelis are mean, you know, why are they, why are they mean to the Palestinians? Uh, And we give billions of dollars to Jews. Like I heard you mention that yesterday and it's like, Hey, we get billions of dollars 
a year to hundreds of countries or, or dozens or scores of some countries, and you just take out the dues. But well, uh, okay, you know, well, I, all right. I, I get what you're. I get what you're saying, but uh, let me let me clarify for you. Israel is not the Jews, just like America is not the American people. We talk trash about America and the American government and the stuff that the American government is doing all the time. That doesn't mean I hate Americans. Quite the opposite. I feel the same way about Israel, the Israeli government and the power structure in that country, uh, I think, is engaged in imperialistic and uh, pretty bad behavior. Doesn't mean I hate Israelis. I love Israelis. I love Jews. Uh, Israel, the country just like America, the country, is under the control of people who use the power of that country to achieve their own ends, and it's evil. But I get what you're saying, and uh, I'd I'd let you go on, but we are about to go to commercial break, and then Alex Stein's going to come on, so I just feel like I need to address this now, uh, because I make it a point to never generalize people by religion or race or anything of the sort. And you know, a lot of times, like what I was talking about today, was people – calling me and telling me not to have somebody on because they thought they were an anti-Semite or Elijah Schaefer and somebody calling him and saying that I'm an anti-Semite. I'm not an anti-Semite. I love Jews. A lot of my best friends are Jews and some of them are more informed and outspoken info warriors than a lot of my Christian friends. I mean, some of the, some of the most like passionate, you know, conversations I've been in with people who hate George Soros and hate what's going on with transgender kids. They're Jewish moms, like the Jewish mom energy protecting kids is a hugely powerful thing. We love Jews, so don't spread lies. Elevave TP, PQQ, CoQ10, the list goes on and on. Those are the ingredients in our flagship product, DNA Force Plus. Finally, after almost a year of being sold out, back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. This product is incredible, what it does to all cellular function. The PQQ and CoQ10 are on record helping your telomeres last longer. That's your DNA. This product is amazing. It blows away all the competition. And it's even more incredible because it funds our operation against the New World Order. You can buy some great supplements out there from great companies. But are they funding the tip of the spear? No, they're not. So if you haven't experienced DNA Force Plus yourself, or in the last year when it's been sold out, you couldn't get it, it's finally back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. DNA Force Plus is 50% off, 50% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. tuned in to the american journal with your host harrison smith watch it live right now at band.video welcome back ladies and gentlemen you're tuned in to the american journal and we are joined live from the conspiracy castle the one and only alex stein here to talk about trending on twitter and causing just the biggest kerfuffle we've seen in a while with ceo and president of barstool sports dave portnoy thank you so much for coming on alex Man, it's an honor and a pleasure, and it was great to meet you, finally meet you in person, Harrison. So uh, uh, thank you for having me on, and uh, you know, I'm happy that we got to have a, a small interaction this week, and it was a good time. It was a very good time. It was super fun, and uh, unfortunately, I, I wasn't quite as well-dressed as you, but you know, I guess uh, that's sort of <laughs> Yeah, and my women's bathing suit! Yes, go look at that! People hate it! You know, and now they say that I'm uh, uh, in the Jewish Illuminati now because I've been buck-broken, and, uh, but the thing is, the difference is I choose to wear the women's bathing suit. 
tracksuit because I look good. And as a trans person, <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. A lot of these actors aren't actually trans, so they are different than me. And their agents and managers make them do it. Me, I do it on my own accord because half the time I'm Alexandria, half the time I'm Primetime 99, half the time I'm Alex. So I don't even know who I am. So I'm very gender fluid. But Harrison, it's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure. Well, it's, it's always uh, fun to have you on. And it seems like there is no ceiling to the rise of Alex Steins. Like every time we talk to you, it's like, this is the biggest you'll ever get. And then something else happens. The latest was Dave Portnoy going after you, like viciously calling for your demise. He's rooting for your demise. He hates you. He used that word over and over. He despises you. What did you do, Alex? What have you done to poor Dave Portnoy to cause him this, this mental trauma? What did you do? Okay, well, let me give it some context. So I actually, during the Super Bowl, I had called into uh, the uh, city Cincinnati City Council because they were in the Super Bowl, right? The Bengals were. And then I said this whole thing like, oh, man, I've lost all my – I lost my wife, but I've made a bunch of money betting on the Bengals because they were underdogs and like how happy I was about the Bengals. So basically I sounded kind of like a degenerate gambler, but I said I was winning money, right? right. And then Barstool Sports retweets it, and it gets like all these views, and then a couple hours later they delete it. And I don't say anything. I'm like, mm. why? And then I messaged somebody on on the thing on you know one of the the guy that posted. It. It's not Dave Portnoy, but it's one of the other stoolies as they call it. He's like, oh yeah, we're not allowed to uh, encourage gambling. I'm like, what? This uh, your whole thing is encourage gambling. Like, this doesn't make sense. And then I had, of course, a conspiracy theorist in me. I'm like, oh well, they probably realize like I'm a political commentator, and then I do all this crazy stuff, and they didn't want to platform me. That was my guess. Right. Then you know, if, you know, fast forward. Now that was in February. So what is this? Seven months later, I get I get a retweet, and all of a sudden I'm getting hit up like crazy. And they didn't even tweet my video. They tweeted another person's screen record of my video, which I don't care, and, I, and they don't give me any credit. Honestly, I could care less about that because like the video is, you know, I, I just want to get my content out there. Everything that I create is public domain. Right. Well, it's my also, it's also is, kind of funny because the video they retweeted of you in Las Vegas is actually pretty convincing. If you didn't know who you were and just thought you were some random guy, it would take a while to go. Now wait, is this guy serious? So it actually kind of works that that it wasn't associated with you. So people that weren't aware of who you were uh, could have been confused by it but right so that, that's the no, las vegas video that they retweeted it. yeah yeah see i like that because that makes the joke land better because it, it mixes the absurdity with reality it makes it seem more real so no you're right about that but I, I don't care about the credit what i did care about is like after about 45 minutes i'm getting blown up because barstool has a huge social media following people are laughing then it gets deleted and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it got deleted. Give me a break. And so I just was like, hey, listen, I'm going to send a tweet. And basically in the tweet, I insinuated, you know, it's pretty it's such a joke that Barstool Sports, who, you know, will delete this tweet. Yet their president and owner is accused of the most heinous acts. And in the tweet, I specifically said accused to mention that, you know, it's not necessarily true. I was almost trying to ingratiate myself with him and try to say, like, oh, you know, uh, reputation isn't always the truth just because you have a bad reputation. Because, I hey, listen, I go through that a lot. People call me a proud boy. Dan Crenshaw said I assaulted him in the media. So I've been lied about in the media. I actually have a, I'm very empathetic to Dave Portnoy. If those girls were lying. Now, I don't know. There's, you know, there's smoke, there's fire. Now, there's a lot of allegations. And actually. After seeing his reaction, I mean, Shakespeare said it best, he doth protest too much. Right. For him to go so insane by my tweet after realizing that I had a few hundred thousand you know, Twitter followers and that I had you know, an army of autists behind me, <laughs> I think that really shook him to the core and he wanted to save face. But unfortunately for him, just like AOC, the more these guys fight with a troll, 
the deeper in the mud they get and the dirtier they, you know, they end up looking like a, a pig in, in S-I-S-H-I-T. I can't even right, spell right. it very well. But you know what I mean? They shouldn't get in the mud with Primetime 99. It doesn't benefit them. It only benefits me. Right. And, you know, this is what I was saying earlier, and I was saying this to you when we were first talking. If they would just be cool, if they, you know, if Dave Portnoy said, hey, look, you know, we can't be talking about gambling problems. We run a gambling company. So, like, that's just, it doesn't fit with our brand. Your videos are funny, but this one just couldn't stay up. Sorry, bud. No problem. It would, you wouldn't have had an issue. I, I'm sure you would have understood. No big deal. But instead, he has to come back with, I hate this guy. I want his demise. Why does this guy have to make everything political? You didn't make anything political. And yet he, he puts that on you. And it's like, what is it that causes this visceral reaction? And I think I'm just speculating, but I think it's because they're sort of being forced to do this and they, they're almost overcompensating. Uh, because they don't actually want to take you down, but some investor or something's like, you can't have it. You can't be platforming Alex Stein. So they take you down. They feel bad. They overcompensate by going, yeah, I hate that guy. I mean, why do they, why do they go so insane when it comes to you, Alex? Well, I mean, it's, it's typical of Dan Crenshaw as well. You mentioned AOC, but see, there's people like Adam Kinzinger, who I called a traitor. He didn't react. He didn't give me the time of the day. Uh, you know, Ted Cruz, similar situation where I called him out. Now, Ted Cruz has said a lot of bad stuff behind the scenes, but he didn't publicly uh, go insane like these people. So these public meltdowns, you're right. Maybe it is somebody telling them, hey, you look bad and they're embarrassed. But listen. This is the same guy, Dave Portnoy, that interviewed Trump right before the election and really probably didn't even give him that fair of an interview. So my point being is he doesn't want to be political, yet he's interviewing the president. He goes on Tucker Carlson, acts like he's a conservative, while simultaneously you know, getting kids to invest in a crypto scam that, may, that lost people millions of dollars, while also being a pro-abortionist. So listen, there's a few uh, um, you know, keystone issues in the conservative movement. And like I said, I'm anti-establishment. I'm not even super conservative. But I think being against abortion is is just the starting point. You know, if you're pro-abortion and you're for the, the murder of babies, you are not right wing, left wing. You're just an evil, demonic person. Mm. So this shows his true colors that all he cares about is money. All he cares about is fame. And when he gets publicly embarrassed, he has to come after me and not just say that I'm bad, but that he hates me, which is such a strong word, and that he's rooting for my demise. But luckily for me, uh, it just gave me more attention. I think I gained about 10,000 Twitter followers. I know. That's why I want to say to Dave Portnoy, look, if you're rooting for his demise, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I guess we say don't bet on it. Maybe Dave Portnoy shouldn't put any money down <laughs> on the demise of Alex Stein since, again, this just makes you stronger. And, of course, you don't just have a, a army of people that, that follow you with anonymous Twitter accounts. Not that that's not extremely valuable. You also have a legion of cats there who will uh, back yes. you up. Yeah, you can hear what I got one. I got one here. <laughs> Dave, do not mess with me. I have a cat right here. Anywhere you go, you're going to get toxoplasmosis and I'm going to infect you with this. Uh, Angus will cough on you or you'll have to deal with this fecal matter. And now I have hair all over me. Yeah, so I have an army of people. I have an army of cats. And let's be honest. Let's just be totally honest. I am a nobody com compared to Dave but as soon as he platforms me and calls me out personally, then I become a somebody. So I don't have the huge ego. As a matter of fact, I feel like uh, having an ego and worshiping material things is one of the most toxic traits you can have in this day and age, in this society that puts their whole entire you know self-worth into inanimate objects like having a new car or having some sort of fancy clothes. Dave Portnoy is the dictionary definition of a, we call him a gear queer. And you got to have stuff that makes you feel better about 
your low self-esteem. For me, all I need are my cats. I drive a 2004 Toyota 4Runner. I don't even want money. I'm anti-money. And this guy, all he wants to do is brag about all the money he has. So he's really disconnected from the people, especially bragging about how he has $500 million while everybody's simultaneously struggling to make ends meet. Mm. And uh, we have a president and a, uh, you know, he should use his platform to call out the president for destabilizing the middle class. All that will do is help him and get more money in his pocket and make it able for more people to gamble. But he's no. not yeah. going to do that. You're exactly right. We're going to go to commercial break, be back uh, on the other side with Alex Stein to finish up this conversation. And again, talk about how this relates to the wider culture war, the the shifting tides that are taking place. Alex Stein, Dave Portnoy have been trending on Twitter for the last 12 hours. It's a pretty big deal. A lot of new eyes are probably landing on Alex Stein, probably getting a lot of new followers. This is a major... Major event in the culture war, as silly as it is. This stuff's important. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. Yeah, Alec, I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? You know what, Alex? Hey, I put him on pause again. Hey, Frank! Do you understand it's not bragging to say, we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help. As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank! I need your help, Frank! Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund... The info war. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free Press needs your help, Frank. BioPQQ. Research that. Look into it for yourself. Big Brother and the globalists don't want you to. CoQ10. Oh, you probably want to spend some time researching CoQ10. And then research DNA Force Plus and the types that we have in here. The very best forms of PQQ and CoQ10. And then a whole bunch of other natural ingredients from mother nature that are known to supercharge it all this is our best-selling overall formula and i've told listeners at the end of last year that we can't sell products at 50 percent off anymore because there's not enough markup in them to fund our operations but because of what's happening and going on in the world right now i really want everybody who hasn't used or tried or enjoyed the benefits of dna force plus to have dna force plus for yourself and your family dna force plus now 50 percent off you're listening to the american journal watch it live right now at band.video Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are receiving a live transmission from the Conspiracy Castle from the one and only Alex Stein. You can follow him on Twitter at AlexStein99. And we are talking about the the prime timing that he gave and is still giving to Dave Portnoy. It's been trending on Twitter. It's a, a, a huge topic. And, you know, I was saying earlier, not only do you have, you know, your fans that follow you and, and support you, but it's almost like going through this first tweet where he says, I effing hate this guy, Alex Stein, and will now actively refer to his demise. It's like 
my entire follow list on Twitter responded to this. Royce Lopez from Revenge of the Sis, uh, Leela Hart, great info warrior, Brittany Venti, Libs of TikTok says I'm here for the ratio, uh, mostly peaceful memes, Liberty Lockdown with Clint Russell, uh, some guy named Moonbase Commander that's clearly a genius, uh, Prison Mitch, uh, George Satchel, Anomaly, of course, gets in on it, and uh, Dave Portnoy starts going after him, Taylor Hansen. So, I mean, I, I love this. I loved scrolling through this and seeing the – Infowars, dissident right, whatever you want to call it, the Legion come out in support of Alex Stein and totally ratio Dave Portnoy and embarrass him. But then, but then David Portnoy ends it by saying, "Clean knockout tonight. Nobody defeats me." And I just, you know, I just picture him just like bloody and like laying on the mat, and he's just like, "I won, I won." And you're up there dancing around like Muhammad Ali, you know, having just defeated him. Uh, very bizarre, but. We have a lot of uh, stuff to talk about. What do you think about his response that he got a clean knockout on you and he totally won? Well, it's like the meme of the person that's on the third place platform, you know, spraying the champagne, you know, they're celebrating it, you know, definitely a loss. And honestly, he got ratioed like any unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life. But but to your point, I think this is how we break through the cultural zeitgeist. You know, a lot of these people, they use sports and gambling and alcohol and drugs in order to distract us from what's really going on. And honestly, I don't blame people for trying to medicate the pain away. We live in a society that's we're in the clown world. We're in the upside down world. But it kind of bugs me when people like Dave Portnoy, who has such a huge platform, doesn't bring attention and doesn't try to help the culture we're living in. So for me, using humor, when it breaks through it and they unironically post it, you know, post my video and, and they think it's funny and then they immediately delete it, it shows that they are just falling victim to this political correctness that is killing our society. We are not going to make it in this day and age if we continue to be you know, socially progressive. It's going to bring us into cultural Marxism where we're afraid to even tell jokes. So a guy like Dave Portnoy, when he created Barstool Sports, it was supposed to be like an edgy media company where anything goes. And, and you know, to his point, they still talk about drugs. They still talk about some of the most X-rated stuff possible. But if you talk about politics, if you're anti-abortion, that doesn't work on their platform. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, you were mentioning uh, during the break a little bit just about the plethora of, you know, drug material on there and just degenerate kind of stuff that's, you know, not. and we're nobody here is a prude, right? We're not sitting here like, yeah. how dare you talk about drugs? You know, drugs are fine. People, you know, yeah, let them talk about it. Drugs, yeah, are, drugs are fine. No, but but, you know, talk talk a little bit about that and about the culture that, you know, Barstool Sports is, I guess, uh, appealing to and, and adhering to. And, you know, maybe it's that, you know, you because one thing I played your video today uh, and I hadn't watched the whole thing yet, but I knew that you weren't going to say anything that I wouldn't let out over the air. You're you're a very clean comic, I guess you could say. And I think part of your appeal is that and part of maybe what people don't like about you on the other side is they go with the drugs and the sex and they have to, everything has to be over the top and horrific. And yet they don't even get as much attention as you totally clean, just being a bit silly. I mean, maybe that's a threat to them. Well, I think so. I didn't realize that I would be a threat to the establishment until I saw people like Dan Crenshaw who retweeted it. The, hey, the tweet saying that he hates me, Dan Crenshaw retweeted. And and, I, and all the hate that I get, you know, now that I have politicians and congresswomen uh, like uh, Congresswoman uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene who supported me, who was laughing, who was tweeting me and texting me all night about it. So, you know, that just, you know, comes with the territory. And you're right. You talk about their culture. You know, they have the BFFF's pod or whatever it's called, Best Friends pod with this woman, uh, Brianna Chicken Fry. And uh, God bless her soul she's a young kid she's like college age she gets wasted that's the whole channel is how they get wasted how they have you know a casual sex 
And it's just a culture that's really kind of degenerate, but they're allowed to do that. But these are the people that are afraid to actually have a serious conversation about what's going on in society. And these are the same people that are encouraging people to gamble to get into that materialistic mindset that I was saying earlier. It's just so toxic. Like, oh, my whole self-worth is involved because I want to bet against the Dallas Cowboys versus Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles. I mean, all of that is meant to distract us and it's meant to put us on a path. That's going in the wrong direction. So I use my humor in a silly, goofy way where I try to be very self-deprecating, where I am the butt of the joke, in order to make people question the reality. Because I say this all the time. Harrison, I don't want you to agree with me. I'm not a leader. I'm like Charles Barkley in the 80s. I'm not a leader. I want you to do the opposite of me. But if you do one thing, I want you to question the reality in which you live in. Because we are living in a world of lies that start from the top and that are at every level. So I want people to start questioning reality and seeing the truth that's really out there. Yeah, and you know, even the the video that got tweeted, the Las Vegas one, it wasn't explicitly political, but it had sort of a political overtone, didn't it? Where you're, you're playing a character who's made all these terrible choices and demands somebody else be responsible for them. He's demanding that it must be your fault that he spent all of his money. And it must be your fault that he picked up a hooker that happened to have different parts than he expected. And he's mad at, at the, the government for allowing it to happen rather than, you know, recognizing it's his own responsibility. So again, I think that's why what you you do is actually so important in the culture war is that you're making something funny that even people on the left might sort of laugh at, but you're very, very subtly digging at the mindset that these people have of rejecting responsibility for anything. Well, you're very, you're exactly correct. And I was just interviewed last night by CBS 11 before the day Portnoy stuff happened because, you know, they, they were interested in the Las Vegas outlet and uh, Mayor Goodman, who was actually laughing during my speech, but they're like, well, what, what was your message? And really, I was just trying to talk about how these casinos, if you talk, if you listen to it at the beginning, I start off talking about how they give you free alcohol mm. and, you know, basically they make you very vulnerable. They make you want to gamble yet everything else in Vegas, a hamburger is like $34 at the casino. But if you're gambling at a slot machine, they'll give give you all the free alcohol you can drink. And then I also wanted to bring the message is when I was there, I saw more homeless than I'd ever seen in my life. And that is a problem that's extrapolating through every single major city in America. And so my point was being, oh, well, I'm going to say all of the homeless people are taking the vaccine on Fremont. <laughs> so I was literally trying to, and it's obviously a joke, but I was literally trying to bring attention to what's going on in our society. Like we, you know, it's Sin City, and I'm not saying they shouldn't ha- have gambling, but it's a very obvious that everybody knows casinos take advantage of tourists by giving them alcohol and trying to empty their bank accounts. While simultaneously, I keep on saying simultaneously, that's my new favorite word. My point being, at the same exact time, places in, in <laughs> Las Vegas, you see the most down and out people like the movie Leaving Las Vegas with Nicolas Cage. I got that vibe, but it seemed like instead of just one Nicolas Cage character killing himself with alcohol, it was thousands of homeless people killing themselves with fentanyl, walking around the streets of Las Vegas, be in a very negative vibrational state. For me, I'm all about vibrational energy because, you know, I'm a weirdo. I'm woo-woo like that. The vibrational energy in Las Vegas was very negative, and it didn't used to be like that. I remember going there and feeling like, oh, this is the city. You know, it's all this great energy. But for me, it really had a dark cloud over it, and that's what I was trying to bring attention to is that dark cloud that's really encompassing the entire United States of America. Well, you know, as, as we close out this uh, this interview, we're, we're coming to an end here. And of course, you know, I, I know the M4s just get a kick out of uh, hearing what, what you're involved in. And it's so amazing to me that the leftists or people that disagree with you haven't figured out yet that they should really just treat you like who you are, uh, a, a fun-loving guy that likes to ha- just, just poke a little fun at 
at the establishment and the preconceived notions that people have. And if they would just do that, they could you know, really make it better for themselves. So what's the final takeaway for you with this conflict with Dave Portnoy? It's been trending. People are still paying attention to it. What do you want to say to Dave Portnoy or what do you want to say to the people that are looking in as to what this means for the wider culture? Well, if AOC was chapter one, if Dave Portnoy is chapter two, if Dan Crenshaw is chapter three, this is just another chapter in the book. And I'm going to be in New York City very soon at Barstool headquarters. He tried to tweet in, in the private DMs. He's like, oh, I'll never see you again. Dave, we're going to interact again. And the same with AOC. I'm going to D.C. in September. I'm going to interact with you again, Crenshaw. I'm going to see you again, AOC. I'm going to see you, Elan Omar, for marrying your brother. Chuck Schumer, I'm going to see you guys. I'm not going to stop. The only way you can stop me, guys, is you guys better put me six feet under the ground but until then i am not gonna stop grinding and shining because i'm prime time 99 and obviously i like to joke around but these politicians and these people in power these elitists they don't have the same sense of humor as us plebes have so we are going to win the culture war because i think good will win in the end so we just got to keep fighting the good fight and i don't want to i don't want to pat on the back i'm not saying that anything i'm doing is very virtuous but what i am doing is calling attention to the hypocrisy of these elitists that want to control us and destabilize the middle class and make our lives terrible. 100%, and we will enjoy it the entire time. We will ride with you, uh, ride along with you as you charge into the enemy ranks with your armor of humor and your, your sword of sarcasm. Nothing can bring down Alex Stein. It's Alex Stein at 99 on Twitter. Go share his stuff. Go, go share his videos. Go talk crap to Dave Portnoy. Just go tell him that you, you love him, you think his pizza reviews are great, and he should stick to those because he's an embarrassment outside of them. And say whatever you want. Put it in your own words. Don't, don't say what I'm going to say. Alex Stein, everybody, thanks so much for coming on. Brilliant as ever. We'll see you next time you piss off an important person, sir. Thank you, Harrison. It'll be sooner than later, I guarantee Ladies it. Ladies and gentlemen, if millions of people get this book, our funding problems will be over, and it's starting to happen. That's why I said, yeah, go to InfoWarsStore.com, get the book, and start shipping in a couple weeks. The Great Reset and the War for the World. But I said, go to Amazon, because it's the number one book chart in the world. And if it goes to number one, not of political, not of history, not of U.S. history, it's already number one over 40 categories, like political science, you name it. 40 plus categories is number one. Ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. Of books in the world, The Great Reset and the War for the World is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We are now number nine in the world. Woo! This is major. This is political. This could fund our war chest. Just go to Amazon.com, everybody, and buy 10 copies. Send this blueprint to the Death Star and the New World Order. Because you read this, you know their whole plan how to stop them. Get the Great Reset, the War of the World now. It's going to go to number one. What do you make of that?